Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd. Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The Volume. What is going on? Happy Friday. It's a podcast, so maybe you're listening on Saturday or Sunday. Hope everything's going well. Just watched Bengals Jags. Yes, I watched Bengals Jags. And hey, so did probably many of you because it's the National Football League and we watch games like Bengals versus the Jags. Uh, So a couple takes uh, off the bat on that game. Uh, Some thoughts today on Aaron Rodgers. It kind of hit me this week. He might be poised for another MVP season. The Raiders, I think an underrated part about the Raiders being 3-0, we talk so much about Derek Carr and John Gruden, but they have a couple core pieces on that team and an identity now that I think is the big reason that they're having success. Some college football thoughts. I go around the league, just hit up some some different games, talk to Stucky about some of his bets. He's He's been on fire, 6-3 and three so far this year. He's just got good nuggets. He's got fantastic, uh, you know, just the stats of, like, Mike Tomlin since 2013 is 21-1. and one. Like, he can pump these things out. That's the thing about gamblers. I'm a gambler, but I'm, like, a gut-feel gambler. He's a gambler with, like, legitimate uh, substance behind his thought process. Makes you go, oh, yeah, that's why these guys uh, probably make more money gambling than guys like me. And then, of course, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast. 
The Monday podcast is exclusively on the three and out feed. So if you're listening on Collins feed, exclusively on the three and out feed, I need to subscribe to that as well. Leave a review. I know many of you have, and I greatly appreciate that. Let's start with the Thursday game. Three things jumped out to me. One, and this is the most obvious take in the history of football. When you have the number one pick, you better keep your fingers crossed that there is an all-time great or a legit quarterback prospect in the draft. Because every year is not created equal. We saw the Jameis Marcus Mariota draft. We saw the Jared Goff Carson Wentz draft. And then we've seen Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. Now listen, Trevor Lawrence, you don't need to be Bill Walsh to just watch and see his talent. The dude has immense ability. He's big. He can run. He's got a good arm. His team is terrible. But if you can't watch that Thursday night game and go, God, that guy's got a lot of talent. I would take that guy on my team. I don't know what to tell you. Joe Burrow, who is older than Trevor Lawrence, obviously, and is just more weathered. He had to transfer. Was Had just been through more adversity. Right before I pressed record, I saw Schefter tweet out that it's official now. Trevor Lawrence has lost more games in this regular season. He's 0-4. Than he did his entire high school and college regular season career. So he's never gone through adversity. His most adversity was like losing in the college football playoffs. Losing in the national championship. Joe Burrow couldn't beat out. Dwayne Haskins had to transfer. Even his first year at LSU did not go that well. But the dude just has it. Like, you you just watch him, you go, yeah, that's it. And I was thinking about this earlier today. Jamar Chase didn't have a touchdown. But God, that guy's pretty good. I, I think quarterback, wide receiver, and quarterback tight end relationships are a little bit like the relationships we have with our significant others. Some people you just have a deeper connection with. If you've ever dated, right? If you've dated a lot of people, some people your connection with are just deeper. And obviously for any of you that are married or engaged or in serious relationships, you're in it for a reason. Like that's kind of your person. You kind of vibe with them. I think that's the same thing for quarterbacks and wide receivers and quarterbacks and tight ends. You've seen it historically, right? Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. You see it right now with like Rodgers and Devontae. Now, obviously all the guys I listed are Hall of Fame level players, but you just see them play together. You're like, yeah, this is meant to be. I get some of those vibes with Burrow and Jamar Chase. It's like, yeah, they belong on the same field together. They're like each other's person, you know? I watch Jamar Chase and I go, I know this guy couldn't catch anything in training camp, but holy shit, I would take this guy on my team any day of the week. The guy's a baller. And Burrow is just, he's got a little magic to his game. You know, I, I, I like my quarterback to have a super strong arm. Like, that's kind of what I'm a sucker for. And Burrow doesn't necessarily have that. But he has that playmaking. He has that it quality that I'm definitely a sucker for. He's enjoyable to watch. I mean, they're 3-1. and one. The Cincinnati Bengals are 3-1. and one. Now, do I think they're going to end the season at like 11-6 and six or 10-7? and seven? Probably not. I mean, they're probably still an 8-9 win team. But that's all because of him. And they got the number one pick in the draft when Joe Burrow was coming out. And think about this. Last year, he shatters his knee, has a terrible knee injury, gets bent over backwards. Less than a year later, he's back and balling. So it shows you tonight, he was like 25 at 32 for over 300 yards. I, I, I'm a big, big Joe Burrow fan. Then again, who's not? Uh, Urban Meyer, he looks so miserable on the sideline. He, he really does. I, I saw Coward tweeting tonight, defending him. And the team's a total rebuild. And, I, you know, it's like he's taking, uh, he, he's subtweeting me. Because I'm someone who's talked a lot of shit about Urban Meyer. Now, listen, I have never disputed Urban Meyer as a college coach. Anyone who's listened to me, I've hammered that home over and over and over. He's one of the greatest college coaches ever. 
But the NFL is not college. The NFL is a tactical game. And during the game, just because like you get a little bored watching Jags Bengals, I looked up the uh, Jags coaching staff. They had a defensive coordinator I've never heard of. He's 53 years old. He's a first-time defensive coordinator. Their second most you know, uh, veteran defensive coach is Charlie Strong, a guy who never ever, who's 61 years old, never coached a day in the pros. Like part of being an NFL coach, if you are going to be in urban shoes, who he's not an offensive coordinator, he's not a defensive coordinator, he's not a tactician, he's a motivator. You better hire elite tactical coaches. And that's who he hired. He's got Daryl Bevel calling his offense. Like, I- I'm sorry. Like, th- I don't think you're the pros, you, motivation. Like, I don't think he's going to, that's going to be a huge point of difference for him. But I'm looking at his coaching staff going, yeah, it's not that great. Is Urban Meyer really just going to return to the Jags after going 2 and 15? That's the whole situation's a little off. Uh, my thing is not that Urban can't coach and get in front of guys. It's just on Sundays in the pros, like, it just might be a little over his head. It's a tactical game. The college, when you have elite players, is a motivational game. On Sundays, it's, 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 you're playing chess. And I just look at Urban's coaching staff, and they're not playing chess. Do they have the talent? No. But are they the a high-level coaching staff? No chance. The last thing, the thing that really stood out to me tonight is that game right there is why the NFL's king. If I put on a national broadcast on a Thursday night, uh, the Miami Marlins versus the Cincinnati Reds, no one would watch besides some Reds fans. Marlins don't have any fans. 500,000 people would watch. If I did an NBA game, the Orlando Magic against, you know, the Timberwolves, no one's watching. Yet you put the Bengals against the Jags. Probably, you know, if you had to rank, if the Cowboys are one, the Bengals and Jags are probably somewhere 30, 31, 32 in terms of brands in the league. And they've obviously been really terrible recently. I would imagine 12 to 15 million people watch that game. Like the NFL just has pitches in the bag, right? That other leagues can't bring to the table. They can draw people a game like that on paper. Like, I'm not going to watch this. And then I find myself watching it going, God, I love Joe Burrow. God, I love Trevor Lawrence. I'm talking shit about Urban Meyer. God, are they going to tie this game? Are they going to win this game? You know, you just start having all these things when you're watching the game and then you get kind of sucked in. There is, I mean, football's point of difference, the way the sport is set up, it's only once a week. And even the Thursday night game, you can throw out the crappiest of matchups and we still watch. It, it, it really is, like, I understand why they're so arrogant. They have a point of difference that the other leagues have absolutely zero chance to uh, to obviously model their sport after they can't. The sports are different. But to uh, to duplicate. I mean, they are so far ahead. And it feels like games like that, that couldn't be any crappier on paper. Then once you watch them, they're not that terrible. The sport only separates. So... I, you know, it's pretty clear on nights like tonight why the NFL got $100 billion worth of te- television deal uh, for the next decade. So what I wanted to start with was Aaron Rodgers. And I actually, you know, I, I might have had a couple of edibles on Tuesday night. And like many of you, I saw NBC released the, uh, the ratings for Sunday Night Football. It was the most watched Sunday night game since like 2015. Over 20 million people watch the number one show in America, right? This isn't, you know, the early 90s when the the final episode of of Cheers had 42% of America watching it. We're obviously a lot more segmented now. It's why the NFL dominates. And the NFL, especially some of their bigger brands, I mean, the Packers and the 49ers are top five brands in the league. 
And when they are good, historically, those, I mean, they helped make Fox with John Madden when they got the NFC. So when those two teams are good, and obviously the Packers, you know, with Rodgers were better on Sunday night, a lot of people watch. We consume that. And I'm a big golf guy. For anyone that watched early Tiger Woods, he was like a machine. He was like a Terminator. He had no emotion toward anyone else on the tour, right? He had no friends. It was just him, his dad, and they were kicking everyone's ass. He was like an emotionless killer. Even Michael Jordan, while he was destroying everyone playing, he had a lot of friends in the NBA, right? He had good friends on other teams, his own teammates. While he drove them crazy sometimes, he was always taking them out to golf and gamble and kick it. I mean, you saw him at the Ryder Cup. Michael was there like 7 a.m. kicking it with a moderate shot. Like he's been his best friend for like 30 years. He had a lot of friends. People enjoy Michael Jordan's company. That wasn't the same with Tiger Woods, right? Well, if you follow Tiger Woods' career these last five or six years, he's become much more friendly with a lot of younger players on tour. He's like their big brother. He kicks it with them, invites them over to his house, has drinks with them, has dinner with them. He's like a different guy. I also think as you age, even if you are kind of crazy like Tiger, but even if you're just a normal person like me or you, you mature as you age, right? So as you get older, you're not as caught up on stupid things that you might have been worried about when you were younger. And if you think about the NFL, the best probably teammate in the history of the league that will go down will be Tom Brady. And for whatever reason, he was just given this ability to get along with every single guy on his team. People loved him. He had a bunch of friends. Every guy he plays with swears by him. Every guy that's ever played with him, if you get the opportunity to talk with him, they always have a positive Tom Brady story. He was elite teammate. Most guys, and I, most would be strong, but it's not natural for some guys. And I do think the heat that Aaron Rodgers took earlier in his career, some guys had different views about him as a teammate, were probably justified. He might not have been the easiest guy to deal with, especially because despite having to wait behind Favre, right? It took him three years to become the starter. Once he became the starter by like year three at an MVP at a Super Bowl, I mean, he became a big deal pretty fast. What I saw, and I've, I've watched a lot of Aaron Rodgers interviews that he does with Pat McAfee every week. And in those interviews, when he's with Pat McAfee, he constantly talks about former teammates and younger teammates. Despite being 37 years old, I watched him this week. He talked about playing in that Lions game and how they have several former Packers on that team. Jamal Williams is one. uh, Boyle, the backup quarterback. And he's like, I couldn't wait to see those guys. And I don't think it's fake. I think he has become, these last several years, a really good teammate. Devontae Adams, who went to Palo Alto, East Palo Alto High School, and then Fresno State, I know a lot of people that know Devontae really well. He has kind of got this blue collar. He's not this big timer in the sense of even in the offseason, he'll be playing golf in the Bay Area with his college teammates that are not in the NFL. Like uh, Fresno State guys, pretty humble roots, especially Devontae. And Devontae loves him. Now, of course he does. Aaron throws him the ball. But I don't think Devontae would fake it if Aaron was some like scumbag guy. And I'm not saying that he ever was like that. But he clearly rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I do think these last several years, he's become, whether it's Zen or whatever, much easier to deal with for the teammates. And he actively tries to be a better guy to the younger guys on the team. No different than Tiger Woods. And watching him play, like, let's face it. It's why I did not overreact to that first week. 
because I was not going to say that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were going to suck just because he was in Hawaii with the Tellers doing who knows what after some Mai Tais. I, I was like, you know, I just watched this guy have one of the greatest seasons I've ever seen. He is one of the best players in the history of the league. And as him and Tom have said, it's never been easier for them to play, right? They played in the era when people got killed. They played in the era when it was truly, really hard to play quarterback and dominated. Now, you can't touch me as the quarterback. You can't touch my wide receivers. And I'm an all-time great. I'm going to kick the shit out of most of you. And he is. So it's why it's why I was like, you know, listen, maybe they derail. Maybe this whole thing this offseason with Gudikins is going to get weird. But I'm not ready to say that after week one. Well, the last two weeks, he's got six or seven touchdowns. He's slicing and dicing. I, I get he played the Lions. But what he did to the 49ers, that, that was like, hey, I'm the best player in the world right now. And no one's stopping me. And Devontae, you guys can triple. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. I'm going to destroy you. The last two weeks, Aaron Rodgers and going into this week against Pittsburgh and really the rest of the season, why can't he win another MVP? Why can't he be the most dominant player in the NFL again? Now, it's very predicated on 17, right? If Devontae stays healthy and Aaron Jones stays healthy, they will dominate. And I think Aaron is at this point where he's very at peace and we make fun of him a little bit, like the Zen, all the at peace. I do think certain people it's healthy for. And for whatever reason, once Aaron Rodgers got in this headspace, like to me, the Gudikins thing was separate from his play on the field. As he said, like it didn't impact him last year. He was pissed off last year and he still dominated. I think his main issue was like, I'm one of the great, I am the greatest player in the history of the franchise. Me, Reggie White, Favre, whatever. You can, you know, list them in any hierarchy you want. I'd put them one. Uh, and you guys don't even pretend to care what I think about this locker room where, hey, guys, I know the locker room dynamics. And maybe they question, like, is he really a great teammate? Does, like, I, I think it's true. He does. Like, he has these relationships with these younger guys. I would listen to them. I think he's proven to be pretty right. And I people text me all the time, like, where do you think Rodgers? You think he's on the Steelers next year? You think the Broncos? No, I think he ends up on the Packers because that's where he is now. His team's really good. They will pay him a boatload of money. They will keep Devontae Adams. And I think he understands the power of this brand. You know, the Cowboys get all this hype for being the number one brand because the value of the franchise, and it probably is, but I think the Packers give them every bit a run for their money, and it shows you the power of the NFL. They're in a tiny little market, yet they are. I have been to a Niner game. I have been to a Raider game. I have been to an Eagle game where the Packers come into town and they take over. Their fan base is massive, and Aaron gets that how big of a deal it is to play for the Green Bay Packers and be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. It's like batting cleanup for the Yankees or being the star on the Lakers. Like it just, or, you know, whatever the main soccer team, Manchester United, right? Or whatever that, you know, Barcelona. Like when you're the star on these teams, it's a bigger deal than being the star on the Jacks or the Minnesota Vikings or the major- the Houston Texans, right? It's, it's in a completely different world. And I think he's kind of at peace with everything. But the scary thing is if you are his opponent, he is a so he's so good right now. I don't know really know what you can do because the rules are on his side. He's mastered the position. The offense is built for quarterbacks, and he's the best quarterback to ever play in this offense. Right? You would have said Elway, but really Elway was old at the end of the uh, the run. Look at what Cousins is doing in this offense. Look at what Baker did last year. Look at what Matt Ryan won an MVP. The, none of those guys are even in the same universe as Rodgers. So. I think it's cool. Like, I, I think people love crushing people who they are. People love holding on to the past. I Listen, I, I'm all for the past in terms of 
family stuff and, you know, talking about old times, especially when you lose people, you know, you, you kind of, you hold on to memories. I understand that. But in terms of professionally, I hate holding on to the past. Like who gives a shit what happened in 2013 or 14 or 15? We're in 2021. So yeah, people change. And I think it's pretty clear that Rodgers has changed, but his game has not. Like he has been the same elite player and now he's just kind of in this mindset I just think the Packers could just rattle off a bunch of wins moving forward and him playing at this level, and he'll be just in the MVP conversation again. Can I tell you about my friends at FanDuel? After 20 years on the sideline together, Brady, Belichick meet this weekend. It's the best quarterback versus the best coach, and you can be part of the epic showdown with an unbelievable odds on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can win $125 on a $5 bet. If either team scores a touchdown, that's right, 25 to 1 odds on any touchdown, anytime during the Tampa New England game. Personally, I love the Patriots in this game to cover the spread. They're getting seven, seven and a half points. Love the Patriots. Uh, I think it's just Belichick's time. The game's going to be fantastic. But those odds, $125 on a $5 bet. How do you beat that? Sign up, FanDuel Sportsbook today using promo code Colin and make your first bet for the history books. Don't forget to use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. 21 and over, present Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus 125. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for conditional help in Michigan. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net, West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342, Arizona. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses Get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town 
with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoying myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Let's transition to another team that, uh, that is, I, I wouldn't say come out of nowhere, but when I looked at the schedule, I predicted 0-2. They were hosting the Ravens at home Monday Night Football, and then they were going to Pittsburgh. I'm like, you know, I just think the Ravens are better. And then they were going to come off a short week and go to Pittsburgh. Well, all of a sudden you look up and the Raiders were 2-0. And then two is out, they get Miami. But even in that game, they're down 14 nothing before you could even blink. You're like, well, maybe it's a letdown. And then somehow they get a safety, the game unraveled. They win the game. And their quarterback's playing fantastically. And Gruden and the mojo of the offense, Henry Ruggs, who was a pretty polarizing pick, right? He went before C.D. Lamb, before Justin Jefferson. And you're like, are you sure you want to do this? And last year, I think he had the least production of the top, like 15 guys drafted, and it was a historical wide receiver draft. So you're like, I think that's crazy. Well, I'm watching him this year. Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs looks awesome. And Brian Edwards, the guy they drafted in the third round, looks awesome as well. They have Darren Waller, who is, you know, Kittle, Kelsey, and him are the three best tight ends in the league. And he is just, he's a dominant, dominant force. And Josh Jacobs, who has missed, he missed last week. I don't know if he's going to play this week, but they spent some money on Kenyon Drake. That offense is awesome. But I've been watching the Raiders closely for the last decade. There can't be a team, high school pros in the NFL, that tackled worse. I'm not even talking coverages or schematics with defense. I can't even pretend. Like, listen, there are probably like 20 guys on this planet that truly know defensive schematics. 
So anyone that pretends they do, probably lying. It's very complicated. It's why the top guys run circles around everyone, right? Like Fangio, Belichick, Saban. Like their understanding of defense is on a completely different level. The majority of people, even in football, I don't think know that much about defense. And then people that talk about football, myself included, I can't even pretend besides some very, very basic stuff. It's complicated. It, it Defense is very complicated. But the Raiders, before we even get to the complicated part, they couldn't do the most basic part of that side of the ball. And that's just tackle in the open field. Because if you tackle in football, even if you can't cover, even if your pass rush is kind of average, you actually won't be as bad of a defense as you think, right? Because you're going to end up in some situations where instead of they get touchdowns, they end up with field goals. And if your offense is good, you're trading field goals for touchdowns, you're going to win the game. They have tackled these first three weeks, especially against Lamar Jackson, all those weapons with uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Waddle, you know, he's probably the only elite playmaker with Miami. And then this week, they're playing the Chargers, Monday Night Football. To me, the biggest difference with the Raiders, and I had a front row seat. I was doing the post-game show when they made the playoffs. Would have been Jack Del Rio's second year. Khalil Mack was defensive player of the year. They were they were not a very good team. What they were carried by was like five or six, maybe they had seven because they had some good offensive linemen, high-end players. Derek Carr, Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, Crabtree was a baller then. Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, they had some really good offensive linemen at the time. And then the rest of their team sucked. But their high-end guys made so many sweet plays. Khalil Mack was like an all-pro at multiple positions. Amari and Crabtree and Derek were awesome. And they were just able to overcome a lot of deficiencies all over the place. They actually didn't have that many just solid, reliable players. I think it's an underrated part of the Patriot dynasty. How many just reliable players they had. How many guys that you just go into a game, I can depend on this guy getting catching the football. I can depend on this guy making some tackles. I can depend on my gunner getting down there and covering a kick. And I think the biggest difference right now, this Raider team, than some of the Raider teams over the last several years that have had some top-end talent, they have reliable players. There was a clip that went viral this week of Zach Martin. He is the, uh, the starting center for the Raiders. And he played at Notre Dame, and then he played for years with the Houston Texans. So he obviously played with DeAndre Hopkins. He played with J.J. Watt. He played with Deshaun Watson. He played with a bunch of good players at uh, at Notre Dame, right? I think he was on a team that he might have been a little young. Maybe he was on the national championship team. But clearly, he played with a lot of good players. He looks over mid-game. I think this was like NFL Films, you know, that comes out for the Showtime show. And then just clips go viral on social media. And he looks at Hunter Renfro. And he goes, hey, bro, I just want to tell you this. This is middle of the game. They're sitting on the bench, you know, second or third quarter. You are the most reliable teammate I've ever had. Again, played with Deshaun Watson, played with DeAndre Hopkins, played with J.J. Watt. He looks at Hunter Renfro and says that. And you know what? Hunter Renfro is. His elite skill, and he is an unreal slot receiver. His feet are incredible. His ability to get open is incredible. His toughness, his ability to go over the middle is, he would have been able, he's a throwback, but in a league where I'm not really able to hit him is reliability. And right now, the Raiders have a lot of reliable players. Hunter Renfro, Mac, not, and they might not, like Hunter Renfro is not going to be Wes Welker. Max Crosby is not going to be Khalil Mack. But every single week, they can count on three or four of their core guys, beside their high-end talent, to be reliable, to be dependable. And when you're playing good teams, you're always, when you got some good players and you have a good quarterback like you do with Carr, going to be able to beat a shitty team. 
you'll be able to beat the Atlanta Falcons, right? Even though the Raiders lost to them last year. But you know what I'm saying? The Fal- the the Jags, the Texans, just the, the teams that are down. You, you know, the, the Eagles, whatever. Rebuilding teams. If, if you are, you know, a 500 solid squad. But the I think the reason a lot of teams miss the playoffs that are, you know, nine, eight wins kind of in that is because three or four times a year, they don't have enough dependable players. And listen, Gruden's drafting on like the first round and the way that he, what he flipped for Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper is questionable, right? Even though Jonathan Abram, the safety that they basically, they basically traded Amari Cooper for Jonathan Abram has been really played well this year. And Gus Bradley deserves a lot of credit because he's moved him into the box, Seattle style. But I think the difference in this Raider team is they just have some like three or four guys, Hunter Renfro, Max Crosby, guys that you can just rely on. To just be solid. So Ruggs can get me a couple touchdowns. Waller can do some incredible stuff. But can I just have some players that can get a pressure? Just catch a ball on third and seven that I know will be able to get open? And I think those guys are good examples of why this Raider team, like they have some heart and soul to them. They're not just, you know, I have to just out-talent you or out, like make some incredible plays. Like a couple years ago, the year the Raiders made the playoffs, Khalil Mack, they were getting their ass kicked at Denver. And this is after Peyton had retired, so they were it was the Osweiler year. Khalil Mack in the second half of that game, I'm pretty sure had four sacks. He had five sacks on the game. I, it's one of the greatest defensive performances because unlike what happened last week with Miles Garrett, the Bears were like, wave the white flag. Khalil, the Denver was competitive that year, and Khalil just took over. The, the, the Raiders would not have won that. Like, that, that doesn't really happen as much for the Raiders. They don't even have the ability to do that but they can depend on Max Crosby just to consistently play hard. And when you get a couple guys like that who are well-liked, team captain type guys who play really hard and aren't you know, going to be some Hall of Fame talents, but you can depend on and have your other guys, even the guys that are more talented, look up to, aspire to have that type of work ethic, I do think that kind of uh, just spreads throughout your whole locker room. It spreads a culture. Dabo talks about this a lot. It's so much easier to coach guys that love football. And I, I would imagine a lot of people listening to this, like, Middlecoff, I love what you do. You know, or, God, I want to work in the NFL. I want to be a scout. I want to be a coach. I, I don't think people can quite comprehend how much you have to love football to do this. Not, not what I'm doing, but I'm saying to work, to be like a really good scout, to be a really good coach, you have to be addicted. And to be a great player, I would say... You can get, there are probably some players like in the Hall of Fame that maybe didn't like the sport, but I would say 95% of them, high-end players, especially as they age, it's one thing to be like a first or second year guy and just have a ton of talent, but to consistently sustain, you know, high level of play, J.J. Watt, Julio Jones, obviously all the quarterbacks, you have to be an addict. You have to eat, breathe, and sleep it. Now, we're all humans. You might need a break here and there. But I don't think you quite understand the level in which these guys just basically like free base the sport. <laughs> I mean, it just once the season starts, it's football 24 7, 365. And I think they have kind of uh, invigorated their locker room with some guys that are kind of wired like that. And I think that was their mindset with drafting guys from Alabama and Clemson. Because if you're going to play in those programs, if you're going to have success in those programs, you're probably got to be an addict. Because you can't survive in that level, even though the way Clemson does it and the way Alabama does it is a little different. 
as you know, people that scout in that region will tell me, Alabama's the factory, Clemson is the family. But the, the defining characteristic that they both share to play there, football has to be your number one priority. Now, obviously, family and God. You know, it's football, family, uh, God, family, football. But you know what I mean, right? You can't be some screw-around guy. You can't be a guy with, you know, half in, half out. It, it's all in. It's all in. You got to take care of your business. And they have done a good job, I, I would say, surrounding their higher-end talent with some of these just grinders, Gruden grinders. And, you know, the Raiders, if Derek stays healthy, are going to have to probably screw up to not make the playoffs. Now, this game Monday night, which I'm sure I'll get on, uh, kind of talk about on the Monday pod, is really exciting. Herbert Carr, uh, SoFi Stadium. I, I am very, very, uh, I know we got a lot of games Saturday, Sunday, but that that to me feels like the main event. This It feels right that that game's on Monday Night Football. Okay, let's dive into a couple college football thoughts. And I, I say this a lot, the, the, the people or just individuals I tend to admire are those that have a ton of success and make a lot of money. And as they age, they never lose their passion. They never lose their work ethic because ultimately deep down, they're not driven by the cash, even though they do enjoy it. Everyone does. Uh, and, and it does validate your status in whatever job you do, you know, by how much you pay paid, especially in a in a business like football where we know how much you make. But Nick Saban, who has made an astronomical amount of money this last decade, he has more money in the bank than he ever could have dreamed of. Being a he grew up in West Virginia, his dad owned a gas station, right? He comes from pretty humble blue collar roots. Yet at sixty nine years old. He's won six national championships at Alabama. So six out of the last 12. He has a fantastic team. I'm watching him on the Manning cast. He comes on from his office at Alabama. Like he's not at his home office. So it was 930 at night and he comes on with Peyton and Eli. Because he's working. He's getting ready for a game against Lane Kiffin. Ole Miss, who actually has an NFL quarterback, a fantastic offense. That drive and determination and his mindset, I, I couldn't admire it anymore. Now, I, would I want to work for him? He's probably pretty intense. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can hang, but I admire the hell out of Nick Saban in the way he's wired. But I watch him talk with the Mannings, and I go, "This guy doesn't look like someone who's going to retire anytime soon. This guy looks like someone who is just kind of hitting the ground running." You know, for a sixty-nine-year-old guy, he actually looks like he did when he was sixty. He looks young. He looks fresh. You know how stress on Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer gets that like president look where presidents go in and like three years later, they look way older. That's how Urban always looks so weathered. Nick looks fantastic. Nick like, you know, loves the stress. It like keeps him going. And I do think that a lot of his assistants now that are in the conference, play Kirby, play Lane, kick Eddie O's ass, Jimbo Fisher's in his, con- like I, I think that Mike Leach now, I think it kind of invigorates him, kind of gets him going. And clearly, he wants Cooper Manning's son, Arch. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. If I'm Cooper Manning and I'm Arch, there is no better place to go play than Alabama. So if, if Nick Saban says, listen, son, I will stay here until you go pro. I'll go two more years of Young, who is going to be an NFL player, and then I'll go three years of you, and then I will go off in the sunset and we'll rack up several more natties. That's what I see when I see Nick Saban. I see a guy driven to keep kicking everyone's ass. It ain't about the money. It ain't about the fame. It's about racking up those chips. 
And he's got this kind of Tiger Woods in his prime. Obviously, he's much older, but just like, I'm here to win every single time and kick everyone's ass and take all the cash. And that's what Nick kind of feels like that he's in this zone. And Alabama's in the zone. Their players are unreal. Maybe their defense isn't quite as good as it used to be. But I I think Alabama is going nowhere. And I think Nick Saban has years left in his coaching career. Another thing. I got this DM, and I'm sorry, I I copy and pasted it to a notepad, so I don't know who wrote it, but I think if you're listening to this, you'll know if if you were the one that wrote it. I'm trying to give you credit here. Let me read the DM. Hey, John, what do you think about Spencer Rattler? He has the opposite of a lot of college quarterbacks that are graded good college quarterback, not a pro. A lot of the scouts apparently think he will be a better pro than college. He doesn't look like a top five pick to me, Darnold, Allen, and Mahomes all had similar moniker of better pro than college, but unlike Rattler, they didn't have good coaches. Howell, though, he has a good coach, at least has an excuse of lack of talent around him. Spencer Rattler, the starting quarterback for Oklahoma, I think it's like recruiting quarterbacks would be like drafting quarterbacks. If you hit on three straight quarterbacks, which they did, right, Baker, then Kyler, then Jalen. All those guys were unreal for Lincoln Riley. You're bound to miss. And missing for them doesn't mean you're going to get some scrub. Spencer Rattler is not some scrub. But when I watch Spencer Rattler, I don't think, yeah, this guy's going to be a good pro. When I watch him, I don't think this guy's a really good college player. Does he have a big explosive arm? Yes, he does. But the crazy part about the intensity, and I'm jealous of this. As someone that went to Cal Poly, uh... Honestly, one of my great regrets, even though it's it's worked out, was that I didn't go to a big time, you know, college in terms of sports. Cal Poly was the student body could name way more bars downtown than they could players in the football team. They did not. You wouldn't been at Ramsey's, Barden, Chris Gokong were major outliers. So when I see the stadium at Oklahoma chanting for the backup quarterback's name. Like it's the Bears fans chanting for Justin Fields. That's cool. You know, and I know a lot of people are like, I can't believe the student body's turning on Spencer Rattler. Yeah, yeah, guys. I mean, he's not playing very well. You know, the program and the fans want to try to win national championships. And I think they know now, like if you've been watching Oklahoma football for the last three or four years, you know what it looks like. And I just don't necessarily see it. Now, he's not some scrub, but I just, to me, he, you know, not every quarterback even if you're Lincoln Riley or Nick Saban or whoever, and you're getting five-star after five-star, you're not going to be right on every single guy. Even at other positions, you miss all the time at running back, at defensive line, but no one notices because you have so many at these top programs, that guy just gets lost in the shuffle. But at quarterback, when that guy ends up winning the job and he's not the guy, you go, uh, something's missing. Like I think it's fair to say when you watch Spencer Rattler, you go, yeah, I don't really see it. That doesn't mean he stinks. That doesn't mean that he wouldn't start at 80% of the programs in the country. It doesn't mean he wouldn't be an upgrade for like Wisconsin. But at Oklahoma, what they're used to, Jalen, Baker, Kyler, he's not that. Now, Caleb behind him, this guy that everyone thinks is going to be the next star, there's no guarantee that he will. Because I thought DJ Ungolale would be a bowler. And he's not good. And I heard Luganbill on, on the J-Boy show, which is fantastic, best SEC show podcast by a mile. I can't recommend it enough. Subscribe. I was talking to him. I I, I gave him a buzz. Uh, I DM back and forth and we, we were talking. I, I just talked like 30 minutes with him 
last night just about SEC football. I, I love talking college football. I like talking college football, bullshitting with other people, probably as much, if not more, than the NFL. It's just, it's just especially the SEC and Oklahoma and Ohio State. Like that passion is freaking awesome. Like all of us, whatever you do for a living, you just want it to matter, right? And, and if you coach at at Oklahoma, it just really matters. The fabric in the community. I remember when I got hired for the Eagles, never been to Philadelphia. I don't even think I'd ever been to the Northeast in my life. And I just remember a week into living in Philadelphia, I'm like, God damn, this football team's important to a lot of people. And it was cool. It's like, you know, I wasn't making any money, but if I was going to work a job in some place that I didn't know anybody, at least it meant the most. And that's what Oklahoma football is. And that's what that Oklahoma quarterback position is. And I, I would just say that Spencer Rattler, I don't see him being a good pro. And I, I don't even see him being the starting quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners in 2022. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo 
Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, we try to, you know, sometimes I forget about doing this because I realize on Friday I don't hit on every game. So what I did is I just wrote down the games and the first thing that came to my mind, what I'm looking forward to of just a lot of the random games. So just kind of going around the NFL. The Bears are hosting the Lions. And listen, you can't. Someone's like, Middlecoff, you're a naggy apologist. I said it last week. Like, it was embarrassing. It was not good. That was really, really ugly. He knows it. We know it. Everyone that watched that game, the Browns know it. It was a joke. Because you can't block Miles Garrett one-on-one with Jason Peters, who's 50 years old. Some of the highlights this week that were coming out on Miles Garrett in that game, in fairness to the Bears' offensive line, which is putrid, which is, you know, one of the worst units in the league put together by Ryan Pace, I don't know if Anthony Munoz, Larry Allen, like they might have struggled versus Miles Garrett. That guy was on a mission. But you're playing the Lions, who have been really feisty. They're 0-3, but... You know, they were they played the Packers really good for a half. They never gave up on the 49ers. And last week, it took a historic field goal to beat them. They are not just some easy out. The Bears, to me, have to play somewhat decent. Now, we don't know who the quarterback is. I'm not a huge believer in the way that's all playing out. Like, you know where I stand. Nagy's my guy. I disagree with the way they've... To, to put Andy Dalton on scholarship when, he signed, when they signed him, to me, was... That, that's unacceptable. That, that, that can't happen. I would have had a competition. If Andy Dalton beats him out, so be it. And maybe because their offensive line isn't ready and they don't have the offensive weapons, they're trying to hold them back. Like, maybe their logic is correct. But now once he's played, like, you got to let him battle through this. And you have to give him some plays that are conducive to his success. The Lions, unlike the Browns, do not have Miles Garrett walking through that door. Robert Porsche, remember that name? Uh, when I was a kid playing video games, I would always uh, be the Lions because they had Barry Sanders, Scott Mitchell, and I think Herman Moore was the wide receiver. He used to get like 120 catches a year. He was a badass. The Bears better win this game. You cannot lose the Lions. But I do not think it's going to be easy. I will fully expect this thing to be like 14-14 in the third quarter. Uh, It just If he loses, it's going to get really, really ugly. Panthers-Cowboys, actually pretty intriguing. What if the Cowboys are just good? Like, what if they're just an 11-win team and they win that division by three or four games? Their offense is elite. Dak's balling out of his mind. They have wide receivers for days. The running backs look good. If their defense is tackling people, they're going to be tough. I think they beat the Panthers in this spot. McCaffrey's out. They have to trade for C.J. Henderson this week because, uh, you know, what's his horn? Their first-round wide receiver, or I mean corner, who is good, 
breaks his foot. I mean, that's a shitty break. Um, and I like what Matt Rule and where they're going, but like they they feel they feel like a four and team to me. They feel like a three and one team. Cowboys feel like a three and one team. I think the Cowboys win this game. I, I would actually expect them probably to win by like ten points. Uh, Cowboys actually feel like they got some mojo right now. I kind of enjoy watching them. And I'm someone who's you know been critical of Mike McCarthy because again I don't truly know what he does. But uh, Kellen Moore's balling. I saw Stephen Jones said this week. We just hope we can keep him. He's eventually going to be a head coach. Like, Steven, why don't you just make him the head coach? You have your Sean McVay. Remember when, uh, was it the Cowboys? Oh, yeah, they Sean Payton and the New York Giants. Like, they both had Sean Payton. You know, when, when you have someone in your building, like, just pay Mike McCarthy to go away. I would keep Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, I say this to this day, the best... Uh, the best college player I've ever seen in my adult life, so really the 2000s and the 2010s, the last two decades, would be Reggie Bush. He was remarkable. Kellen Moore for me, because I was at Fresno State, we played Boise every year, I was on the sideline, saw him twice on just two elite teams, is easily one of the best college players. Clearly he's not a pro, just a college, one of the best college players I will ever see live. He was so good. I, I don't think he gets enough credit for how dominant he was as a college quarterback, he was do- he was awesome. The famous story goes, Wilcox, who's now the head coach at Cal, told Chris Peterson, because he was his defensive coordinator, and Chris Peterson was the head coach at Boise, he said, I got a guy from Washington. I don't think you're going to love him because he's really small, but I want to give him a scholarship. So he introduces Kellen Moore. I think he brings him on a recruiting trip. Chris Peterson meets him. He's like, I'm not offering this 5'10 guy a scholarship. And Justin Wilcox told Chris Peterson, the story goes, that if this guy does not become a good player, you can take away a scholarship from me in recruiting next year. And obviously, uh, Justin Wilcox was right, and Kellen Moore is probably the best player in the history of Boise State. Colts, Dolphins, are the Colts really going to go 0-4? Are they going to be an 0-4 team? I think this was a team that most human beings outside of Indianapolis thought was going to be a 10, 11, 12 win team. Owen, You go 0-4, I'm sorry, you're like a 6 or 7 win team. Like there's no coming back from that. And the Dolphins who were feisty last week, they're clearly much better with Jacoby. Like it's not even, it's not even debatable. Like unless you're listening and you're Tua's family, uh, luckily Tua's made a lot of money. Uh, but like Jacoby's a better player and Jacoby gives them a better chance to win. He's got a more explosive arm. He just, he's just a better NFL player. So I don't think this game is like, I actually kind of like the Dolphins in this game. You know, I I really do. And the Colts are just going to be that team that just have a year from hell. Uh, Browns, Minnesota. I love the Vikings. It's actually my favorite game to bet. Right now you can get the, the Vikings plus two. I absolutely... Cousins is balling. Cousins is a guy... I was wrong. He is dramatically better than I thought. Now, he's not like some all-time great quarterback. He's not even a top five quarterback. But this guy, watched him his first couple weeks... Jefferson is on pace for 115 catches, 1,500 yards, and 11 touchdowns, I saw. Third Thielen is a baller. Madison, the backup running back from Boise, is sweet. Obviously, Dalvin Cook is sweet, too. This offense is sweet. And Mike Zimmer, if their defense just plays a little bit better, I love Minnesota in this. And I I think the Browns are good. And they're, you know, you go 12-5, and you got to lose some games. Like, this is a game on the road. Everyone's going skull. Um, I, I love Minnesota in this spot. Okay, Giants at the Saints. Uh, this is a game that does not do much for me. Uh, Joe Judge, I just, ugh. <laughs> I, I'm out on watching his team. You talk about apathy. You talk about boredom. 
you talk about watching paint dry. That's what I feel like watching the New York Giants. I feel bad for all their fans. It can't be a fun situation to be in, to watch that squad play. Because they are, they're just not very fun. And the Saints, it's weird. I actually think they're pretty solid. But with Jameis, I don't know. I, I, they, they don't do that much for me either. But if they win this game and all of a sudden you're 3-1, and one, I mean, I think we're looking at a team that's going to compete for a wild card spot. I think Tampa's going to win that division by a couple games. And then we're just going to be talking about Carolina and the Saints. Who is going to, when the dust settles, obviously Carolina's already beat them. But, yeah, I, I won't be watching this game, full disclosure. Kansas City at Philly. Uh, I texted with Coach Reed this week. He said he's feeling good. So that's that's first and foremost. We need Andy healthy. And so do the, so do the Chiefs. <laughs> but I think the Chiefs have played better than people realize. They've had a ton of... I mean, the, the running backs fumbled twice the last two weeks, and it's cost them big. Mahomes has thrown a couple pretty bad picks. Their offense last week, if they don't turn the ball over, could have scored 40 points. I mean, they easily could be 3-0 right now. Uh, they still have the best player or one of them in the league in Mahomes. Kelsey and Hill, they have one of the best coaches. Their defense, like everyone's crushing their defense, but when you turn the ball over and just give another offense, whether it's Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert, free possessions, you're going to lose. If you do that against Zach Wilson, if you do that against Trevor Lawrence, whatever. You do that against Lamar and Justin Herbert, you're going to lose, and they lost. Like, I, I, I'm not betting against this team. I think there's a little overreaction. The Eagles, somewhat snake-bitten right now. They lost Brandon Brooks. Now they lost uh, the other hair guy, the left guard. I can never say his name right. He has Liz Frank. He's out for the year. Landon Dickerson, the guy they drafted in the second round, who's a stud, is also hurt. Their offensive line, their starting left tackle, the Australian Trent Williams, as I call him, is injured, so they got the backup in. Their offensive line, which week one, week two against the Niners, position of strength. Now the dominoes have all fallen, and they're kind of fighting an uphill battle. So I like the Chiefs, and I like the Chiefs big in this game. Justin, or not Justin, but Jalen Hurts, Last week was awful. I mean, there, there's a chance. And listen, I started to come around on him. Coming out of the draft, I thought he was a running back. And games like against the Cowboys where I think, yeah, I was probably right. It's why you can't, you got to be careful about reacting to every game when you have an overall take on a player. And unlike Lamar, where I was wrong about, Lamar's physical skill set was in a different stratosphere than Jalen. Now, Jalen is wired like a pro. He is not going to get, de- like his confidence level is always really high. So he's not going to go like down into the dumps, but he just might not be talented enough. So I like KC and I like KC big. I mean, Andy going back to Philly, I I, I tweeted this out this week. I I would over under hours of film he watched in his hospital bed was probably like 15 and a half on the iPad. (laughs) Like this, this game's a big deal to him. Uh, uh, The two NFC West games, I I think we're going to learn a lot. The Niners hosting Seattle. They got a bunch of injuries. Kyle Shanahan, you know, pretty poor offensive performance for his standards. Seattle blown back-to-back games. They're one and two. And then you got the Rams and the Arizona Cardinals who are both flying high. Someone's got to lose that game. Uh, Like the Rams, honestly, I don't feel great about the Niners in this spot, but I have a hard time just seeing them lose back-to-back home games, especially with how flat they came out against the Packers. I think you're going to get a better effort. But these two teams now, or excuse me, these four teams play each other like round robin the next two weeks. Because Seattle plays the Rams the following week, Thursday night football. What an elite Thursday night game. And the Niners play the Cardinals. So this is like these divisional games. All these teams are good. All these teams can make the playoffs. I think the Rams are the best. Arizona, they've had some weird moments. But they're also playing well. They have a lot of talent. Uh, I think we're going to learn a lot. I, I, I really do. I, I'm really I'm really excited for the, these two games. Uh, 
set Sunday afternoon, one o'clock kickoff. So they'll both be over by about four. Those of you that live on the, the on the East Coast, I used to always hate. One thing we have it pretty good out on the West. You just wake up. I can go to the gym, get a little breakfast. Boom, games are on at ten. I remember when I lived in Philly, you had to wait, especially if we were playing at four. It's a long time to just sit around. Like I'm ready to go on Sunday. I like hitting the ground running. Same with college football. I wake up, college football games are on at nine. If I if I've had a few too many pops the night before, you know, you're kind of coming to a little late on Saturday. You roll out of bed at like eight. You're an hour away from kickoff. You know, I, I like going right away. Uh, so it's you know decent slate of games. Uh, let's roll, baby. Okay, back at it again with my man Stucky, who is you know six six for six and three this year. So nine bets, six and three, pretty solid. We take that all day long. Uh, slate this week, you know, I think I think you're getting bold here, Stucky. Of the Action Network podcast comes out every Thursday. It's where you can find them. Uh, you know, gambling is uh, at the forefront of the conversation. So uh, let's dive into what week are we in now? Week four, week four. Let's start. Uh, let's start. Jets at the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I think it's it's time to buy the New York Football Jets. And as always, I'm going to have a bunch of ugly underdogs on my NFL card. Last year, fortunately, I only played the Jets one time and they covered for me. So I might be a little less gun shy than others who have backed this team that has just burnt money over the past two years. Uh, but look, Zach Wilson has not looked great, as have all of the rookie quarterbacks. They're actually 0-9 rookie quarterbacks against the spread when they don't play each other. The only cover was when Mac Jones played Zach Wilson. But, you know, Zach Wilson has played three top five pass defenses so far this year. He started on the road his first game against Carolina. You give him a little bit of a pass. Then he has to face a Belichick and a Fangio defense in back-to-back weeks. Uh, that's a tough ask for the kid. So now he comes home against a Tennessee defense that uh, is probably bottom five in the league. So I think that, look, they don't get a lot of pressure. They have some holes in the back end. I think we'll have some opportunities to make some plays here. The game's just really fast for these rookies. I think it can slow down for them. And on the other side of the ball, look, the Jets' defense is overperforming based on their talent level. So I think Robert Sala is doing a pretty good job. Their run defense is actually decent. So I think that they can at least slow down Henry a bit. And I don't expect. A.J. Brown nor Julio Jones to play in this game. They're both dealing with hamstring injuries. A.J. Brown is week to week, so I doubt he plays. Julio Jones, they didn't play him in the fourth quarter. This, this is a guy, you know, he's getting older. Why risk, you know, a longer-term hamstring injury against the Jets? So I, I think they sit them both out, which makes their offense a lot less potent. And this is a Tennessee team that plays, we talked about this last week, plays down to their opponent consistently. I mean, you look at some of their road games over the last year, they win by two, three, and overtime. They're just all close. I had the Colts last week would play that a million times over. I mean, this is a Colts team with, uh, you know, Carson Wentz with two sprained ankles. They lose Nelson. They lose three defensive starters during the game. They're minus three in turnovers, turn it over twice in the red zone, and it's a 14-13 game in the fourth quarter. So uh, they played way down to the to the Colts. So I think this is the time to buy the Jets. Now, if Wilson ends up being a historic bust, this is the wrong side, right? And he comes out and he throws more picks. But uh, I'm counting on the fact that he can make some plays here. The game will look slower. Same thing with that with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence looked a little better last week going from Denver's defense to Arizona's. I think getting over a touchdown here, uh, I wouldn't go below seven for sure, but is the look. Yeah, excuse me. I said the game was at Tennessee, right? It's It's in New York. 
I'm with you. If the two wide receivers are out, which it clearly looks like they're going to be, you know, it's going to be, you would imagine those have nine guys in the box and not let Derrick Henry go for a hundred yards. The only thing that would make me nervous is like, and you mentioned this, what if Zach Wilson just sucks or is just going to really suck this year because his team's bad. His offensive coordinator's over his head. Like he has, it's not all his fault, but he's just part of this deal. And, you know, we might have, clarity on that by week 10 we'd be like oh my god you should have bet against him nine of the last 10 weeks or he's the guy that was the number two pick in the draft and makes a couple plays and they have an upset win right because even a terrible team that drafts second or third overall wins two or three games so they're eventually going to win and probably win when they're a big underdog right yeah yeah i mean this is it's also it just screams flat spot for tennessee like you just beat the seahawks you beat the colts and now you're going up to New York to play the winless Jets, like just screams coming out flat. They make a mistake on special teams. So I have no problem fading Vrabel uh, as a over a touchdown road favorite here. I'm I'm counting on this being the <clears throat> buy low spot for the Jets. So we, we just hope that Wilson, who at least should have time in the pocket, right? He's been on the offensive lines bad, Beckton's out. This isn't a Tennessee team that's going to crush you with pressure uh, from an edge perspective or scheme wise. Okay, let's uh let's head a little west and go to Lambeau Field. The Steelers coming off a pretty embarrassing loss to the Bengals, uh, getting you know almost a touchdown six and a half. Who you like here? Yeah, I, I I like Pittsburgh. This is one I don't follow many trends blindly, but this is one that I do. Mike Tomlin is historically, and everyone says this narrative, narrative, and it happens over and over and over again. Historically, he has some deficiencies in his in his game management and. And and some things, but one of the one thing that he is is one of the best motivators uh, in all of uh, in all of the NFL. So when they're underdog, when he can take the us against the world mentality, the Steelers come out with their head on fire. They pull off upsets over and over again. Let me give you a couple numbers. Tomlin is a road favorite against a losing team. I mean, his teams come out flat in the situation all the time. He's 16, 30, and one against the spread. That's dead last out of any coach over the past 20 years, 34.8%. Tomlin is a road underdog against winning teams, 18 and six against the spread, 75% covering by an average margin of about six points. That's number one out of all about 130 coaches over the past 20 years in the NFL. And to put a bow on top of that, as an underdog, home or away, against any teams that have an equal or better record, I mean, this is stupid. He's 27 and six against the spread on a 21 and one streak since 2013. So the Steelers team just consistently overperforms in an underdog role and and underperforms as a favorite. You really want to hunt for a seven here. It's obviously a key number. I think it's also going to be a lower scoring game. It'll help if MVS is out for Green Bay. It's the field stretcher. It makes it a little easier to defend them if he is. But this Pittsburgh defense hasn't been healthy. I think they should be a lot healthier this week. You know, Watt, Highsmith, they're practicing. You know, you know Hayden and Bush have been out. So I think this is a Pittsburgh defense that's, an, that's elite when healthy. We'll be able to get some pressure. You'd hope that they could be able to run the ball a little bit more against a soft Green Bay run defense, control the clock. These are two very slow teams. Uh, this, I, this is... The Steelers have been written off. They stink. I think Ben is washed. I agreed with everyone saying that. But this is the spot where you buy the Steelers off that embarrassing loss. They show it time and time again. And they'll find – I wouldn't be shocked. They find a way to win this game like they did in Buffalo 
to start the year. And then the week after, as a favorite, they'll, uh, you'll see them get upset again because it's not a very good offense. You sold me. I mean, those numbers, uh, I'm in. I'm putting some money on them. Okay, uh, last game, the Giants uh, playing the Saints. Yeah, this one, it's it's ugly, uh, but that's what I'm used to. I also thought, you know, considered the Eagles, I think they're getting oversold here if you can get them over a touchdown, and, and the Bears, I think they're getting oversold if you can get them under a field goal. But in regards to the Giants, look, we this has worked all season long for me. You, Jameis Winston, you fade him as a favorite, and you back him as an underdog. He's 18-10-1 against the spread as an underdog of more than three points. He's 7-14-1 against the spread as a favorite. He, he just makes... He, he's a high-variance quarterback who makes bad throws. You saw it again last week against New England, by the way. They had no business winning that game. Jameis throws up a ball off his back foot while getting tackled into the end zone. It somehow gets caught. They get a pick six uh, off a tip, and you know they were outgained in that game and, and got a couple bounces. So I, I think that they're – look, the Giants are no good. The, they have wide receiver injuries, offensive line injuries. They lose their signal caller on defense and Blake Martinez. But they, this is a spot that Giants consistently fight in. At home, Daniel Jones 4-11 and 11 against the spread on the road. He's 10-4. And, and get catching 7.5 in a game where the total is just crashing, you know, the total might end up closing at 41. That's a lot of points in an NFL game. If you watch the Saints offense, it's basically run, run, try and just keep Winston from making a mistake, stay conservative, stay conservative, rely on the defense, punt. And laying seven and a half in a game like that uh, is, I think, is too many. I think this line is on the wrong side of seven. I think the Giants' defense can potentially force Winston into a few mistakes. You see this team fight on the road for whatever reason. You saw them go to Seattle last year and pull an improbable upset. So I think this is just too many points in a game with a very low total. Uh, with the Saints team, that's maybe there's some fatigue. They come out a little flat. You know, they – they just played three straight road games. Now you're playing the winless Giants. Giants pretty much playing for their season. Uh, so I think this is just too many points. Catching over seven in a total in a game with a total this low is always going to intrigue me. It's a hold your nose spot, but I think the Giants can keep this within a touchdown. I, I, I got to ask you about one more game because it's been the game I've been eyeballing all week long. After watching, getting ready for this Niners Seahawks game, you go back, you watch Minnesota, and really I've watched Minnesota the last couple of weeks. Their offense is awesome. I mean, Cousins, yeah, Cousins is, is playing it, at an elite level. Yeah, he's balling. They're getting two points at home against the Browns. Now, obviously, the Browns are good, but clearly Minnesota is in a different world than the Chicago Bears offensively. I like Minnesota in this spot. How about you? Yeah, uh, I think Minnesota. I think this game, I make them a very slight favorite here. So catching two is definitely intriguing. This is a team that could be 3-0, and right? They're, yeah. They missed, field goal, missed chip shot <laughs> field goal against Arizona, a botched fumble review in overtime against Cincinnati. And that loss looks a lot. It doesn't look as bad now. Since no, not at well. all. <laughs> and, you know, and Arizona's playing well, too. So, that, But they all easily could be 3-0. and And I think it's the offense is – like Cousins playing at a top five level. The defense, I think – they have nine new starters this year. Zimmer always has an elite defense. I think it's a defense that's going to continue to improve on a weekly basis as all these new pieces get assimilated. And you saw that in, almost in the second half last year. They shut, they shut out the Seahawks in the second half last week. So I agree. What I just did with the Vikings, it's at a at a point spread of two. It's a pretty good teaser week to tease through three and seven. I teased them up uh, from two uh, over seven points. Uh, you know, I, I did that with the Bengals and, and a couple other teams. But yeah, if I had to pick a side in that game straight up, uh, I would have went 
with Minnesota. I agree. They're, I think they're get there's there's not enough love in the market here because of their record of one and two, but it's it's a little misleading record. And yeah, Cousins is he's balling out, like you said. Yeah, I mean the the only thing I would have some red flags on of all the games you had would just be the Jets, but it does the it logic with the wide receivers being out. I, I'm just right now Zach Wilson and, and Lafleur's brother. That looks it looks terrible. Now, like you mentioned, their defense is not Denver, right? I mean their their yeah. defense is not very good, but that it just would. Yeah, I don't know if I'd sleep well putting money on on old Zach Wilson right now. But uh, well, if they if they get blown out here, they like last year will they'll start will being enormous underdogs, huh? Yeah, and I will want no no part of them until I see something from Wilson. And, uh, but so I'm taking my shot here that they'll be able to do a little bit offensively. You saw it with with Lawrence, which gives me a little confidence. Like his you look at his adjusted completion percentage jumped up a lot last week against Arizona. I think seeing this defense. And, you know, look, the Tennessee without those weapons, it's a lot easier to defend. And the Jets' run defense is already sure. playing pretty well. That's their strength. So, uh, yeah, it's not – I probably won't sleep Saturday night. So, uh, <laughs> hopefully I won't be crying myself to sleep on Sunday night. Well, thanks, Stucky. Uh, have a good weekend. You can hear him Action Network podcast every Thursday. Go subscribe to that as well. And uh, let's make some money. Absolutely. Good luck, brother. See you. <laughs> Okay, let's go Middlecoff Mailback. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Easy, just slide up into the DMs and you get your question answered here on the show. It's how we interact with the people because as you know, we're a show of the people. You guys are my people. Huge fan of the pod from Germany. Little international uh, audience here. Some thoughts on Kingsbury. I get you don't trust Cliff and even the Cardinal fans are divided on him, but I think we have to give him some credit. He inherited one of the worst offenses in the last decade, statistically in 2019, and improved the team, his coaching, uh, each year. Also, you highlighted on your last pods how difficult it is to transition from college to the NFL. And I just think there's a learning curve. Last year, the Cardinals missed the playoffs only because some missed kicks and because Kyler got hurt. Also, he has a winning percentage of 471 as a head coach in the NFL, while Shanahan has a winning percentage of 463. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, he's had Kyler Murray for three years. If you gave Kyle Shanahan Kyler Murray, he'd win. When he's had Jimmy Garoppolo, his, you know, his record speaks for itself. Now, Kyle's a unique coach because he's had some really shitty years, right? He did not have the number one. Cliff Kingsbury inherited a team with the number one overall pick and got a franchise quarterback. Kyle Shanahan, I've seen him win multiple playoff games. Seen him have a lead in the Super Bowl two years ago. It happened against Mahomes. Kingsbury has never won a game that's mattered. Ever in his career, never won one game that mattered. Ga- games in September don't matter. What happens in, in uh, November and definitely December when the game matters? Every time in his career, <clears throat> Texas Tech, now in the pros, he hasn't come through. So listen, they, if they win this week, they'd be in first place and they feel like a shoe-in to be in the playoffs. I'm not acting like I can't be wrong on this, but ha- the guy has never won. Ever as a head coach, college or pro. At the end of the day, if Urban Meyer never wins a thing in the league, his record in college speaks for itself. An all-time great. Kingsbury, as of today, has never won a game this mattered. Not one. Now, I'll give him credit. He goes in there L.A. and beats Matt Stafford. You know where I stand this week. I'm taking McVay. I'm taking Stafford over Kingsbury and Kyler. But I, I, I I don't have, you know, these are just my opinions. 
This is, you know, this is where I stand, right? I don't have the facts. I wouldn't bet my life that the Cardinals aren't going to make the playoffs. Based off history, I would say that I'm going to bet against Cliff Kingsbury. And if you consistently do that, you would be uh, you would be correct. I'll also be the first to admit their team is really talented. Their general manager has drafted a lot of good players in his career. Steve Kimes' record as a talent acquisition general manager is fantastic. Just look the team that he built with Arians. Now the talent that he has on this roster. Like I, I I'm I think Steve Kimes good. I just don't see Cliff Kingsbury winning meaningful games. But I'm prepared. I I. I you might turn out to be a wrong take. I'm prepared for that. Though I feel pretty confident about where I stand. Go Rams. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash 
Active Cash. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, Try to catch every episode on my daily commute to work. Appreciate it. As an Eagles fan, I'm rooting for Jalen Hurts, but I'm not seeing a franchise quarterback. My question is, how do you feel is the best player fit for the Eagles out of quarterbacks that will be coming out of college? Or is this the following year's class more talented? From what I've seen of watching college football this first month, I do not see a number one overall pick. I do not see a quarterback that I'd feel comfortable drafting in the first round. Now, let's watch this Alabama Ole Miss game this weekend. Matt Corral, the quarterback, who now I think is the Heisman frontrunner, he looks pretty talented. But let's see what it looks like against Alabama. Well, let's, I, I'm fascinated to watch that. Spencer Rattler, I'm out. Dude on North Carolina, I'm out. I haven't watched the guy at Liberty because I don't watch Liberty football. Uh, Jake Hayner... At Fresno State, you know, I don't know if he's a first-round quarterback. To me, the Eagles' move is, if Deshaun Watson and this stuff goes away, they would package their picks and they would go get Deshaun Watson. Because what Jalen Hurts did Monday Night Football, that was terrible. That has to, uh, I, I have not talked to anyone inside the Eagles' building this week. I would imagine that <clears throat> that rattled them a little bit. How could it not? You know, a young quarterback who you think has a lot going for him and then plays like that in a meaningful game, where your main rival has a young quarterback, younger, you know, Dak's obviously older than Jalen, but like, that's what a franchise quarterback looks like. Your quarterback, he, you know, the thing about Jalen, he doesn't have a great arm. So his ball is constantly late. That's why he throws a lot of picks. He does not have some howitzer. Like he, he ain't Kyler Murray, you know, his arm is closer to Dak than I think people wanted to, you know, admit. For the mailbag, why is it okay to say this year, oh, the NFL's rough and it's not easy to succeed as a rookie quarterback? But when Tua went 6-3 and three last year, we called for his head. Thanks. Well, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence play on terrible teams. I mean, they might combine for five wins t- together, right, this season. The Jags might win a couple. The Jets might win a couple. Honestly, they might win three or four games. Their teams suck. Justin Fields, the more and more every game goes by, we go, ah, you know, the Bears might not be any good. Their teams are... Miami was good. Miami won 10 games. They had a really good defense. They have a good coach. They're good on special teams. Their offense, when Ryan Fitzpatrick in there, was functional. When Tua was in there, their offense was not good. So we watched Tua go 6-3. and three. It wasn't because of Tua. It was defense, it was turnovers, and it was special teams. Tua made a couple plays, but if I put Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson on that Dolphins team, I would expect those guys to look better than Tua. Like, ultimately, wins and losses matter if you're Aaron Rodgers. You're like, yeah, I'm carrying the team. 
right? If I'm Russell Wilson, you know, we go 12 and four because of me. I'd throw in 40 plus touchdowns. But you can't have the games that he was having and then take credit for the wins. Because here's the other thing he got yanked in multiple games. One of their wins that he got credit for, fucking, he got pulled out and Ryan Fitzpatrick came in and beat the Raiders. So it's every player is, their situation is different, right? Some guys have a bad record and play well. Some guys have a good record, at least for one season. You can't sustain winning and not be a good quarterback. There is no quarterback that has like a eight-year winning record who's not a good quarterback. But for a season, you can play bad if your team's built up and you can win games. And that's what I think Tua did last year because when I watched him, I went, yeah, this guy's not very good. And then his coach, like that's just my opinion, right? So that's just just my opinion. But his coach, the great part about football It's irrelevant what coaches and players say. I just judge them on actions, especially coaches. He's my starting quarterback. Well, you keep yanking him out of games when you're losing. So clearly, you know, you don't think of him that highly. I'll think this till the day I die, unless I'm told by someone in the Miami Dolphins organization this isn't true. And I don't know anyone there, so I probably won't be told this. But I think the owner forced their hands. I do not think that Brian Flores, the general manager, Chris Greer, wanted to play Tua last year. But the moment they got to the bye last year and their team was decent and Justin Herbert has taken the league by storm, Steven Ross is like, everyone told me tank for Tua. Now we have Tua. I want to see Tua. We have a good team. That, to me, felt like an owner move. That And I said this last year. I still believe it to this day. That got forced on them. They did not want to play him. Why would they? The game in which they benched him, benched Ryan Fitzpatrick, he had just beat the, the 49ers. He looked like Dan Marino. I think he threw three or four touchdowns, but that the game he played was like, holy shit, this guy looks good. I, I can't see a football coach doing that. It has to be an owner. It, it, it had to be the owner. Uh, question for the mailbag. Watching the Cowboys fail quarterback sneak get overturned got me thinking. Why can't the NFL use goal line technology like it's used in European soccer? Seems like it would be easy to put some chips in the football to determine if it has broken the plane of the goal line. Thanks. Love the pot. Proud member of the Bald Brotherhood. Thanks, buddy. Jeremy, good-looking bald guy. Even though here on uh, <clears throat> on your picture, it looks like you have some hair, but maybe you've lost it since. I would say, the I say this all the time, the NFL does not care about the outcomes of these games. They do not care who wins, who loses. They don't care how shitty their referees are. Jerome Boger and his crew is an embarrassment, is an embarrassment to officials. The league does not care. They do not care. Because they make money, whoever wins. They're like me and you. We, you know, unless you bet on a game, but if you're just watching a random game and you don't have money on it and you're not a fan of either team, you don't really care, right? You may have a favorite player in the game you might be rooting for, but for the most part, you're indifferent. Imagine being the NFL League office, Roger Goodell and his crew, and you're making money off every game, win or lose, whether the call's blown, whether the ball gets over the plane, whether they overturn a call, you do not care. You just signed a $100 billion television deal that is coming, whether the Jags win every game, lose every game, the night, it doesn't matter who wins and loses. And you see these television ratings, it's like cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I truly believe the league does not give one ounce of care who wins and loses any games. Now, the the ref situation years ago with the replacement refs was so extreme, they didn't have a choice. But listen, I think the refereeing, and it would be difficult to be an official. It would. Things happen fast. It's hard. I'm not acting like it's an easy job. I probably couldn't do it. Wouldn't want to do it. But 
like we have consistent evidence now. These officials are terrible. They consistently miss calls. And the league office doesn't do anything. The same guys stay employed. Yet, as a scout, as a coach, as a player, if you consistently fuck up, you get fired. You get fired. There's accountability on a football field. There's accountability for the players, the coaches, the front offices. The owners know. The owner and the league office, it doesn't matter. Yet, or the referees. The same guys that consistently screw up calls Always I turn on the game and there's the same crew. There's Boger. There's this guy. It's like these guys, I, I watch them every week blow basic calls and they keep getting jobs. It's not like they fire these guys. They, they, they write them because like I said, the NFL truly, all these games this weekend, Minnesota, Cleveland, let's just say hypothetically, there is the biggest controversial call ever. Do you think Roger Goodell spends one second worrying about whether they got the call right or wrong? One second. You know what's great for his business? Everyone on social media, every podcast like this, every Colin Coward, Dan Patrick, you name it, is talking about it on Monday. So what does that mean? They dominate the headlines. They dominate the conversations. And they keep printing money. That, to me, is all the league office cares about. Staying in the headlines, keeping their product with a lot of eyeballs on it, which is clearly the the case right now for the sport. But whether the ball crosses the plane or not for Dak, you think Roger Goodell might not even been watching the game. He might have had his feet up in the spa with his wife. Oh, they screwed it up. No big deal. You think we're going to waste money putting a chip, even though to them it wouldn't even cost very much? They, they don't even, it doesn't even bother them. They don't even, I, I, I think we look at it. Now, I don't anymore because I'm so numb to it. Uh, because I like what I'm saying, I believe, but I think fans get so worked up and they don't understand it. Like we have the evidence is in. No one cares except the coaches and the players. <clears throat> because if they lose, they get fired. And if they win, they get extensions. The referees, whether they get the call right or not, they just they get to stay employed. <laughs> you know, it's it's must be an incredible job. You get to consistently do poorly at your job. And keep getting gigs. It's great. Any if, if no one listened to this podcast, I'd go out of business. Like I have to produce. If I don't produce, we don't make any money. I don't eat. This thing goes under. You know, whatever. Whoever you're is listening to this right now, most of you guys have private sector jobs. If you don't today, I'm recording this the end of Q3. If you don't hit your quotas for Q3, people are looking at you funny and your job's on the line. Referees like catch or not a catch. Let's review it. Whatever. Who cares? On to the next play. Incredible. Incredible gig if you can get it. Uh, thanks for hitting me up. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Slide up into those direct messages. And if you're listening on Collins' feed, know this. I go exclusive on Monday. Exclusively on the three and out feed. Go subscribe to that. And uh, we'll keep talking Keep talking some football. Have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy football. Enjoy your family. Enjoy a few pops. Put your feet up. Relax. Get a little balance in your life. Um, and yeah. Enjoy the sun if you live in a place where the sun's out. I know I do. If you don't, that sucks. I hate the cold. But I'll see you next week. Adios! Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. 
While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.